0: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
1: It is CBS Sports Radio, and I am coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there for home loan solutions that fit your life. Rocket can I'm gonna be hanging out here with you for one more hour thank you to everybody who's hung out for the past three I get started at 10 p.m eastern time 7 p.m pacific thank you to super producer and host Dave Shepard and everybody listening all over North America if you miss a minute you miss a second you can always just hit rewind on the free odyssey app if you want to holler at me you want to talk to me it's simple 855 212 855 CBS, that's 855-212-4CBS. It's crazy. We've wrapped another week so far in the NFL season. The Chicago Bears, they smashed New England in Foxborough. The final score, 33-14. It's been an eventful past couple of days. We've seen Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady fall. We've seen the Yankees fall. The Houston Astros beat them again to go back to the World Series. Bryce Harper playing out of his mind, helping the Phillies advance to the World Series for the first time since they lost to the Yankees in 2009. Aaron Judge goes into free agency. Russell Westbrook, he's a complete disaster. What else is new? And then the the New York Jets and Giants, they continue to just surprise the living hell out of a lot of people. And then tonight, I guess we had to end things on an interesting note because Bill Belichick is just like, I got Mac Jones, I got Bailey Zappi, I'm going to play both of these guys, and um, he did. It helped him out for a little bit, and then they just got steamrolled. Chicago rushed for 200. Let me get this correct. Not 234 yards. I don't want to shortchange him. Chicago rushed for 243 yards on the ground against New England. There were also three interceptions, a couple of these passes. These INTs were tipped. And then Fields, man, he had a field day as well, 82 yards on the ground. He was able to throw and also run for a touchdown and to pretty much end the game after a glimmer of hope by New England with Bailey Zappi after Mac Jones threw an interception. Chicago ran off 23 unanswered points. And so there you have it. And so in its simplest form, Bill Belichick was asked after the game, you know, hey, who the hell is your quarterback? Is it Billy Zappi or is it Mac Jones? Listen to this short, curt answer.
2: Bill, who is the starting quarterback? Yeah, we just finished the game.
1: Oh, thanks. That helps. Well, what about the quarterbacks? Mac Jones, Uh, Coming back after that high ankle sprain uh, throughout the course of the week, he says uh, Coach Belichick told him, you know, you can expect to
2: play and maybe not play the whole game. Listen. We had um, a good plan as always just to, you know, go throughout the week and figure out what we want to do for the game. And Coach Belichick was very good about communication and felt like I was good to play. And um, we had a good plan there and just obviously didn't play well enough there. Okay, so what exactly did he communicate?
1: Now, Belichick, he spoke to the media afterwards, and he didn't just say, uh, uh, I don't know who the quarterback is. Belichick said, I plan to use both of the quarterbacks the whole damn time. So when Mack came out of the game, Bill, was that a medical decision, the timing of the no. pulling him? So was that related to the, the interception that was his no. last play tonight?
2: No, we, we had planned to play. Uh,
1: I told the quarterbacks that we were going to. We are
2: going to play both of
1: them. Okay. Bill Belichick said if it wasn't a runaway game, that Mac Jones would have been right back out there. Well, why? What are we playing both QBs for? What am I missing here? I'm not Bill Belichick. I don't have all of these wins. I don't have Super Bowl trophies and rings. I've, I've never coached football in my damn life. I've watched enough. I don't have to be, well, I am an armchair quarterback what scenario or situation have you ever seen? Where well, you're just going to run out two QBs. When does that happen? I mean, one of the reporters, he took it a step further. He asked Bill Belichick if he was going to alternate over, like, the next couple of weeks, and this was, was Belichick's answer for that one. It was weird. He would have gone back in. The score got out of hand. So I didn't think that was the right thing to do.
0: Bill, just going forward, as
3: you have the Jets coming up next, do you see a situation where you might go one quarterback one week and one the next and have kind of a platoon situation, or are you going to start one quarterback
1: each week? Yeah. No, I don't see that. (laughs) Bill Belichick hasn't had to worry about a damn thing with this crap, has he? Bailey Zappi spoke to the media as well. And this this is the fun thing now, right? Bill Belichick speaks. You're gonna get something hilarious. Mac Jones speaks, and he's gonna he's gonna pat Bill Belichick on the back. He's like, "Yeah, I love my coach. Yeah, yeah. He communicated great." Bailey Zappi spoke after the game as well. You know what he said? I know what the hell I was doing out there. I don't know what coach was doing. Listen,
2: nothing to my knowledge. Um, of course, that's something that you know that's for Coach Belichick. But you know, my job was to go in there and. You know, get the bottom to playmakers, and, um, you know, I need to do a better job at that.
1: Yeah, he didn't know whether or not he'd go in the game or come back out. Ultimately, Bailey Zappi says, I need to be better. Got to get better.
2: Um, can't fall off like, you know, like I did. I got to make some throws. I'm um, got to make better decisions on certain things, and, you know, it's a good thing about you know, having another week, get back at it tomorrow, watch film tomorrow, get ready for next week. This is
1: becoming very uh, curious here. <laughs> like, Shep, you can't, you can't make this up. Like, this, is this a misstep by Belichick, or am I missing something here?
3: At the very minimal, obvious, pragmatic perspective, these three guys are not... Close to being on the same page in terms of who's the starter and then who's the backup in layman terms,
1: well, yes, Mac Jones is the starter. I think Belichick will go with Mac Jones in the next game against the Jets. I think you go with him because he's got the reps now at the same time. This is Belichick, and if he feels comfortable with Zappy and he he thinks he's the guy and the team believes he's the guy then he'll go ahead and give him a start. It also is tricky because I don't want to call. Well, I will Mac Jones is basically the teacher's pet, right? He is. This man is basically hand delivered from Alabama from Saban. He's dropped from a stork up into new England and he's supposed to be the guy. We know Mac Jones has been serviceable as a quarterback. He was the best rookie quarterback in the NFL last year. Now, What are you expecting from him to take another step forward? Now, have we seen enough of him this year to go ahead and say, oh, he's taking a full step forward or back? I'm not prepared to say that. But I do know Bailey Zappi came into the game, and the fans in New England were shouting for this man. And so this is the next chapter, in. Tom Brady is not here. Where the hell does 70-year-old Bill Belichick go from here And trying to decide – Okay, who is our next QB moving forward? You know, is Mac Jones just a a glorified quarterback babysitter or is he someone who's going to go out there and make plays that can actually win you the game? And after the game, when you have Bailey Zappi saying, yeah, man, I don't know if I was coming in or out. And then you have uh, Mac Jones who's saying, "Oh well, well, Coach Belichick, he communicated it perfectly. And then you got Bill Belichick saying, man, I'm not doing this or that. It's, it's confusing. New England can, can officially be welcomed back into the world of y'all are just like everybody else. You're an average NFL team. You mean from, from the minute that Tom Brady stepped away and we had to watch Cam Newton play football in the pandemic, that was one of the worst offensive showings I've ever seen in my life. Now, you got Mac Jones. You tell Cam Newton to take a hike. Cam Newton is now, uh, well, he's not playing football right now. Probably done. Career probably over. And now you got Bailey Zappi. You can't be good forever now, can you? Nobody can. And so, Bill Belichick, I find this to be amusing. I want to see him bench Mac Jones. He says it wasn't because of performance. I want to see him play Bailey Zappi. And I want to see, see New England get yo-yoed around. Why not? They've had so much damn success over the past 20 years. Welcome back to reality. Where half the damn teams in the NFL are looking for their quarterback. Couldn't have Tom Brady forever. Welcome back. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Jesse calling from Maryland. What's up, Jesse?
4: going on man what's happening uh now i was just saying like i understand like if you want to go like maybe do two different quarterbacks or something like that but from the reports coming in from earlier in the week or whatnot it didn't sound like mac jones didn't even have a full week like full practice any day during the week why wouldn't you just lead with the hot hand and then if he wasn't doing so hot then then you go to mac jones i just i don't get it
1: I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> I I'm I'm not either. And I don't think we'll find out what that answer is from from Bill Belichick. He said that they he planned to to run him out there and and, and use both QBs. Why? Why if Mac Jones started off like a house on fire would would you bench him? The answer is no. But Bill Belichick is going to tell everybody which he has. Well, Mac Jones was not benched. Due to performance, okay. It's rather curious. Bailey Zappi after the game, he also said, me, I got ready to play this game as if I was going to
2: start. I prepared like I was, like I have every other week. And if that decision was made for me to go in, then I was going to go out there and, you know, do the best for my team. More of the situation wasn't right. You know, like I said, I just, you know, there's some things that, you know, I need to do better at, better decision-making. Um, some of those, you know, maybe I can scramble get some yards or maybe I can dump it down to a check down and, you know, just take the profit. But, you know, that's a good thing. I'll watch film tomorrow and get better. Okay.
1: So, I mean, this is what football is, right? Like Bailey Zappi is running around like he wants to take the job for Mac Jones. And it, it very well might be there for the taking. What's Bill Belichick going to do, sit on his hands? He's 70 years old. I think this man wants to prove that he can go out there and win another championship just like anybody else would want to win a ring, except for he's decorated. This man is trying to win and win some more. And what a gigantic feather in his cap it would be if he were able to win one without Brady. Is he close to that being a reality right now? Hell no. And meanwhile, on the other side, Tom Brady, he's won his ring without Belichick. But it's looking real bad for him, at least right now, in Tampa Bay. Yeah, we just finished the game. He don't have no answers for nobody. 855-212-4CBS. Will is calling from West Virginia. What's up, Will?
5: Hey, Jr. So, Thursday night game, Baltimore, Tampa Bay. If Lamar Jackson and Baltimore go down to Florida, they win this football game. Do you start to question, is this the end of the great era?
1: The great era of who? What? Tom Brady, the Buccaneers, or what specifically?
5: The great great era of Tom Brady. Well, the great era of both. The era of Tom Brady but the Buccaneers as a team would be three losses in a row. I don't think he's lost three games in a row for like 21, 20 years or something.
1: Well, I think, well, this is something that we we, we already know. And thank you, Will, for calling from West Virginia. We are, damn it, we, we just saw Tom Brady retire. The man retired earlier this year, and he came back like five weeks after that. And so we know he's close to the end. Can he still play? The answer is yes, he can still play. The man's touchdown-to-INT ratio right now is is ridiculous. It Eight touchdowns to, to one INTs. He's sixth in passing right now. A lot of that is because they're playing from behind. I don't think they want to throw the ball that damn much. Mike Evans is dropping 64-yard touchdowns right out of the, the gate. And so can Tom Brady still play? The answer is yes. Is he close to the end? Yeah. Is he going to leave in the middle of the season? No. He said that last week he ain't going anywhere and uh, who knows if this is the end i think we can all stop speculating when he's done he's done but could this year end like a quote-unquote crap show oh yeah it could and if it does man there's gonna be a lot of people including myself saying man you should have just stayed your ass at home you think tom brady wants to go out like a loser you think he wants to go out like, like trash? You think Tom Brady wants to, to exit the NFL with his, his head down low, hanging low? No. That's why he came back. The man is behind this offensive line. Look, I said this earlier in the show. I'm not going to close the door on Tom Brady. I'm not. Never will. We have to see how this goes. I I think at worst, the Buccaneers, at worst, will still get into the playoffs. If they don't win the NFC South, you know, I I know Carolina beat them. I know the Saints. Oh, man, I saw the Saints in person last week. They ain't looking too hot. And then I know the Falcons. I'm I'm not expecting uh, Marcus Mariota to to be a miracle worker the rest of the season. The Bucks should still win the NFC South. They should still go to the playoffs. And then if Tom Brady gets punched out of the playoffs, then, then I hope he goes home. But, yeah, the, the, the clock is ticking. The clock has been ticking. And I'm not I'm not all that optimistic, but I'm not going to close the door on him. Not at all. 855-212-4CBS. Speaking of the Falcons, Coleman, he's calling from in the truck. You're on CBS Sports uh-huh. Radio. Yeah,
6: because – Marcus got something to prove now. Matt Ryan went to the Colts. It's cool. I mean, I'm not saying they're gonna do like nasty things, but like it's what? early, and I think that uh, they, I think they could beat the Bucks in the NFC South. But I don't know. They could make the playoffs, and who knows? I'm glad that we got a mobile quarterback. I like that. You know, he can move around now, and you know, i he's getting a little bit better. He just got to stay consistent. And I was talking about Marcus. So yeah. I've been listening to you the whole time, and I I thought the other callers were – I was laughing because I, I thought it was funny. But anyways, I'm going to let you go, and I'm going to get this drive because I'm driving to Oregon because
1: oh, well,
0: I,
6: uh, well, I wanted to mention I'm a wild firefighter, and I, I wasn't doing nothing in Georgia, so I came out there and fight fires in the west.
1: Okay. No well, deal. listen, man, you, you be safe, and thank you for keeping us safe. Okay, Coleman?
6: I, I got you. No big deal. I got all
1: right. you. Thank you. Oh, you said no big deal. Hey, Chef, that's a big deal to me.
3: I don't know if it gets bigger than that, to be honest with you.
1: if he, uh, he, I don't know. He may have to. Well, he's going out to Oregon. Listen, I'm not. I Listen, I've never experienced a fire. That is a that's a I don't even know where to start. Like people going away from the fire. People are running towards it. Shout outs to everybody listening to me all over North America who just saves people's asses from fires that is that's different that's different he's like i'm going to oregon to save people well god bless you man be safe and be well that's a is that something that you'd ever consider shop
3: um man, that's a great that's a very philosophical deep question man i jared i have to have a, a very drawn out conversation
1: with you about that question firefighter okay i know not me man i can't they tough
3: well, the closest—I mean, the closest was—I mean, I was fourteen. Right. Um, you know, we're talking about nine eleven. I mean, it, it, when you, when you see something like that happen and it rocks the nation the way it did and the fashion in which it did, and three thousand innocent lives are lost, um, yeah, you are very much incentivized to want to uh, do that activity for sure, for damn sure. If not it, yeah, because you know you can't and you can't go overseas. You're not old enough either.
1: Yeah, that was uh, that was a wild experience. I went to school right right down the block, man, and so. Uh, to know that there were people going in that direction uh, and there were others like myself trying to get away from it. And shout outs to all the firefighters out there listening. We know that you guys, you hold it down and get ready to hold it down if the worst things actually happen. All our first responders. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855 212 for CBS, we're going to come back take a look at more of the, the action now that this NFL week has wrapped up. We do know Thursday Night Football, we should have a good one. The Buccaneers, the Ravens, we got a lot to do. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio.
0: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how you doing, man? I listen to you every night on the way home from work. I
1: appreciate what you're doing, man. You're a bad man Majama.
0: Call in now at 855-212-4CBS.
1: Well, thanks. I ain't nothing but a guy out here just talking. I sit down and watch the game just like you and then after I just talk. So I'm chilling. Week 7 of the NFL season is over. You maybe heard, maybe you watched the Bears beat New England tonight, 33-14. to 14. Me? I'm already looking forward. I'm looking forward to week eight. You know, the biggest storyline, or it's not the biggest, it's not just what Bill Belichick decides to do at the quarterback position. New England, they're going to take on the New York Jets on Sunday two NFC or excuse me, AFC East rivals and New York Jets showing a whole lot more life than they have in previous years. And uh, maybe the Jets have their quarterback in new England. They're trying to figure out who theirs is. Meanwhile, to start things off for week eight of the NFL season, it's crazy. How the hell is it? Week eight shut. Make the calendar slow down, man. I thought you were good at stuff.
3: I'm not good at anything. Um, I can't oh, okay. control the hand of time, but what I can say what? is it, we, we need the season to speed up if anything else JR. Why? The quality of, of players, should I say, lack thereof. Let's be real.
1: It's too sloppy.
3: Very, very, very sloppy. Very, very extremely sloppy.
1: Well, you heard what Tom Brady said a couple of weeks ago. He's just like, like well, we got a bunch of uh, athletic players, but we lack skill. Don't
3: you love when players are honest about their own performance? Say again? Said, Don't you love when players are honest about their own performance?
1: Well, Tom Brady's not going to come out and say, "Hey, I'm still good. My teammates suck." He could. Should have
3: been talking about himself because it's not exactly you know true that his velocity has really uh, stayed the course of
1: time. Well, he could he could have killed Mike Evans yesterday after the drop. Could've. That's his
3: number one target. Yeah, he could have killed that guy. Gronk Gronk ain't coming back anytime soon, as far as he, I'm concerned.
1: So you know what you know what's funny between LeBron J- you know what between LeBron James. And Tom Brady, the, both of these guys are are suffering. At least Tom Brady has, like, a glimmer of hope with this season. Well, he has some hope, okay? It's still early. The Los Angeles Lakers, they have no hope until they make a move. And even if they do make a move, it's, there ain't no guarantee it's going to put them into title contention. And uh, LeBron James, I think Sunday against Portland, that loss where Russell Westbrook took that dumbass jumper, LeBron had like 31 points, 8 rebounds, and 8 assists. It's like, dude is getting ready to turn 38 years old. And I, I don't know what he's drinking. I don't know what he's doing. It's it's amazing. And then you got Tom Brady out here. I know he basically he probably wants to choke his teammates out. Uh, Tom Brady, after that loss to Carolina, where they didn't score anything. I'm talking 21-3. Carolina, who just... Fired its coach, it's got rid of its star running back slash wide receiver, got rid of another disgruntled wide receiver, like Tom Brady. They lost. They couldn't do a damn thing. And after that game, obviously Tom Brady spoke, and he says nobody feels good right now. Nobody.
2: No one feels good about where we're at. No one feels good about how we played or what we're doing. So we all gotta we're all in it together, man. We gotta go pull ourselves out of it.
1: Well, that's positive. Thank you, Tom Brady. Mr. positivity. Meanwhile, you got LeBron James here. Last week after game one, he's like, man, we ain't got no shooters, but we can win in other ways. And then it took game three for another Russell Westbrook dud uh, for LeBron James to go, hey, you reporter, you, you trying to set me up? Like, what are you doing here? This is LeBron after his own loss against Portland. Listen. I feel like this is an interview of trying to set
6: me up to say something. Um, I can tell that you guys are in the whole Russell Westbrook uh, category right now. Um, I don't like to lose. I hate to lose at any. I don't care what happens throughout the course of uh, um, the course of my season or throughout the course of my career. I hate to lose, and you know, especially you know the way we had this game. Um, but give credit to Portland. You guys can write about Russ and all the things you guys want to try to. Talk about Russ, but I'm not up here to do that. I won't do it. I've said it over and over. Um, and it's not my it's not who I am.
1: Man, you don't have everybody got eyes. Russell Westbrook took that dumbass shot and LeBron James put his hands up like, what the hell are we doing here? Anthony Davis put his hand like, what are we doing? Patrick Beverly, who by the way, has also sucked since they brought him on. He was under the basket, and he's going. What type of shot was that? What the hell, are you taking a jump shot? We got the lead, we got time on the clock, and you just pulling up.
3: Jr., think- you remember that slump um, Ray Allen went in during the 2008 NBA Finals when they won that championship last time? Yes, so done that. Yes. Okay. Now it happens. Shooters, even the all-time greats in this game will go through their share of slumping. It, it, it is par for the course. Now, He ain't biggest, never been a shooter. Right, right, exactly. Now, the biggest issue with all this, JR, is that he, Russell Westbrook is consistently laughing and having a grand old time about this, trying to trick the media and the fan base as to say there's nothing wrong with his game. He's doing just fine. I saw you tweet this out Friday, I believe, when you said... Is Russell Westbrook now auditioning to be a comedian? Like, that that in itself should be why Russell Westbrook does not see one more second of court time this year. Forget the play. It happens. People go one, you know, the, he went 0 for 11, and then he went 4 for 15 the next game. It happens. But to sit there or stand in his case and laugh this off, that's despicable to me.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's less, it, it's more so embarrassment. He doesn't know how to handle it. A matter of fact, Magic Johnson, he just spoke with uh, Shannon Sharp on on his Club Shay, Shay podcast, which always sounds uh, weird for me to say. It, he basically said that Russell Westbrook needs to uh, be honest and take accountability. Listen.
0: If Russell Westbrook was sitting down right here, what advice would you give him? First, take accountability. Okay. That's number one. Okay. If I don't play well, say I don't play well. All right. You know, you, you – when I didn't perform well in 84 against the
1: Celtics, right. I admitted that. I took accountability right. and said, hey, I didn't perform well. I was the reason why the Lakers lost okay. the series. And I had to say to myself, I got to get
0: better. Right. So what did I do? I went out and that whole summer. I trained hard and got better. And then we played them again in 85. Right. Next season. Right. Man, I was on fire. We won. No, You didn't hear that no more.
1: Now... To his credit, and it's not more often than not. There's been times where Russell Westbrook has been honest about how he needs to play better. Now, that's not his typical MO. He's typically combative with the media, and then we see the results. And this is we talked about this on Friday. It's it's not gonna end well for him. And it's only a matter of time. LeBron James, he's he can be passive aggressive. Okay, on Sunday, he's just like, oh, I'm not turning this into a Westbrook thing. They didn't even ask about Westbrook. You brought it up. And so here you have LeBron James. Yeah, he's going through it in, in Los Angeles. You got Tom Brady. He's going through it in Tampa Bay. And uh, unfortunately, well, fortunately for Tom Brady, it looks like he got he got more light in his tunnel than LeBron does right now. 855-212-4CBS, 855 212 for CBS. I'm going to get some more of your calls on the other side of the break before we roll out.
0: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I do think you're one of the best people in radio right now,
5: hands down. I've heard everybody. You got the gift, and I appreciate, you know, your intelligence and your honesty.
0: Call in now at 855-212-4CBS.
1: It is the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I'm just... Still trying to understand how we're pulling up into week eight of the NFL season. I don't know. I'm, I don't not into fantasy too much. I hope you're doing good in your season. I hope you could potentially win some money. I, I don't know. I just know on Thursday, I'm looking forward to this one. Nationally televised game Thursday night football. Well, I guess not nationally televised. Uh, Hey, Shep, are people adjusted to Amazon Prime yet? Probably not, right? The answer's no. Yeah, not the answer's no. Well, anyway, Lamar Jackson will be running around, and Tom Brady might be running for his life, and I'm looking forward to the game. We got a bunch of callers here on the line before I have to run out or run through or roll out. Amy Lawrence is going to come through at the top of the hour. And so I want to get on as many people as possible, so let's not waste any time. We got Scott. He's calling from California. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Scott? Hey. Hey, JR. How are you? I'm excellent. What's on your mind?
5: Hey, um, first of all, I'm going to kind of do a trivia thing real quick. I hope you don't mind. There's something that the team I'm about to uh, ask you some questions about, and the Buffalo oh Bills and yeah. the Jacksonville Jaguars have in common, and it's about ownership and so once you guess the team I'm going to uh, talk about, if you can make that to your, your listeners and see if they can figure out what I'm talking about, it's ownership that the Buffalo Bills, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the team I'm about to talk to you. My team is uh, the reason I call it is oh um, we just, we are, we are three in our, our division. Okay. Um, we uh, have a quarterback that's always uh, considered uh, less than adequate. Um, when you ever guess this name of my team, to just chime in and we can talk about it. Um, my team oh my, is healthy.
1: Oh, oh Scott. We it, 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 well, it's, it, in the interest of time, I, I told you I got a lot of callers here. What's the team right. and what's on your mind about them?
5: Oh, um, well, I, I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan, and okay. we're we're you know we're uh, it just seems like every sports show I I, I listen to. They uh, they gloss over it. We didn't play anybody. We're a small market, you know. We're gonna lose in the playoff first, and it just kind of bothers me.
1: Okay, um, but so I think I think well,
5: we have a dynamic team.
1: So let me let me I let me ha- we- let me let me let me help you out here. The team is coming off of a bye, so obviously they did not play. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Right. I, I I haven't seen Kirk Cousins lead anybody to to, to anywhere really since he's been a starter. And so I think there's some legitimate reasons when you look at the Vikings. It's, it's called wait and see. I'm sure, they're 5-1 right now, which is great. You want to call them dynamic. What, Kirk Cousins throwing the ball to, uh, to Jefferson? I, I look at the Vikings and I go, oh, man, every single year they hit us with the, well, are we going to be slightly above 500 or slightly below? Let us see. Like, I don't make anything of the Minnesota Vikings until they actually do it. Like, we've seen the story over and over and over again. And sure, yes, they have a new head coach and and Kevin O'Connell and a new system and Zimmer is gone. But when the going gets tough, is Kirk Cousins going to actually go out onto the ledge and take over, or is he going to be, oh, let me just, let me try to be careful here. Uh, Nothing to scream about. Eric is calling from Seattle. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show.
4: Hey, GR. I'm a firefighter in Everett, Washington. It's about a half hour north of Seattle. And anyway, I just want to say thanks for the words you said earlier about first responders.
1: Nah, no doubt, man. I sit down and talk about sports like you are out there doing real stuff, man. Like the going gets tough. I'm sitting my ass in the studio. The going gets tough. You're going to save people's (laughs) lives, man. So I don't take that for granted, man. Thank you so much, Eric. It's no problem. Hey, man,
4: I really appreciate it. And it occurred to me, it's a sports talk show. And There is a firefighter sport that you might find interesting. It's called the Firefighter Combat Challenge, and it's an obstacle course that we do in full gear and on SCBA. And uh, it's a national and worldwide circuit now. We just had a world championships, and uh, if you look it up on YouTube, you'll see the world championship race. But anyway, we're just trying to get the word out about the sport because there was an NFL receiver that did it probably 25 years ago and in, in its early days and he said and he went real fast when he was done he said that's the toughest two minutes in sports and so anyway um if you're interested, well maybe t- check t- tell it
1: out. us what's the name of it again so people can google it
4: it's called the firefighter combat challenge
1: okay now correct me if i'm wrong maybe i've seen clips of this is this like y'all going up ladders and moving the buckets and moving ridiculously quick is this the same
4: this is not the same. Those guys are incredible. Um, this is more of a, it's more of a, a strength and power competition. Ah, it's it's okay. really a sport, um, uh, more than skill, but um, it's, you, you climb a five-story tower with a 42-pound hose pack. You hoist a 42-pound roller hose to the top of the tower, run back down the tower. The next part's a forcible entry simulator, so you drive a steel oh, beam that weighs 160 pounds, Oh. Uh, five feet with a sledgehammer. You oh. run about a hundred feet. You drag a charged hose seventy-five feet the other way. Flow water Damn. to target, and then you pick up a hundred seventy-five-pound rescue dummy and drag him a hundred feet backwards to the finish line.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Shout outs to the shout outs to the firefighters. Hey, hey Eric, thank you so much, man. You feel free to call up any time. Okay. Awesome. Thank you very much, dear. I really appreciate it. No doubt. Be well and be cool. Be safe. And shout outs to all the first responders. Can't say it out enough. Jason is calling from Cleveland. What's up, Jason?
6: Thanks, Chair. Um, Real quick, uh, you were talking about LeBron, and I'm in uh, Cleveland. Cavs are looking decent. And I was wondering, uh, the look on LeBron's face lately, do you see him coming back home? Um, (laughs) They need a power forward. Can you imagine him plugged in with what they have right now? I mean, I know he signed the contract and whatnot, but – Man, he wouldn't have to carry anything. He could just be a fill-in, and mm. I mean that would be like butter.
1: Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the contract. The man signed a two-year extension for about one hundred million dollars. If if I'm oh. Cleveland at this point in time, I don't I don't even know if I want LeBron back. And like for for what? Like what do you how how do you bring him in? They got a they got a young squad. They have giant guys at the four and the five, if you even want to still go by uh, traditional uh, positions. They have young guards, and shout-outs to Garland. I hope his eye is is better. Hey, Shep, the man has a – what is it, a cut and a split under his eyelid?
3: Sounds about right. Um, But, you know, JR, I'll say this. As as much as Cavaliers fans and, you know, those natives of Ohio want to deny LeBron James coming back, they didn't even make the playoffs last year. Sure. They talk but about, I, like, they have this great future, and they have Garland, and obviously Sexton, who's not there anymore, but Allen and, and, yeah, and Mobley. We out. get all that. But the, the, LeBron James is Cleveland sports, and he has been for the last two decades.
1: Yeah, but the, the, the Cavs, that, there's no denying that. And I think, I think fans in Cleveland are forever grateful for, for him coming back and helping to deliver a championship. If I'm a Cavs fan, yeah, it, it'd be great. Just, just as a from a talent perspective, and to hit the fast forward button, to have LeBron James back. But do you want everything else that comes with it? Do you want the one hit a quitter? Do you want him to come in and say this is what it is, and then leave? Or do you want to potentially have some sustainability? I think that's that's what they've built. At the same time, realistically, I don't know if he wants to just go back uh does he get that storybook ending maybe possibly oh he goes home and plays one more year with his sons and i don't i don't know but that that, i think that is so far from realistic right now enjoy what you got and if you're in los angeles just hopefully wait for the shoe to drop where you know maybe they can bring in some other talent Uh, ezra calling from atlanta what's up ezra hey yo
7: what's up jr man um Man, misery loves company. And I say that from a Steeler Nation Mm -hmm. perspective. The fact that um, Aaron Rodgers, who beat us in 2010, uh, is struggling, the fact that we beat Brady last week, and the fact that Bill Belichick is struggling just like the Steelers are, I try to find a silver lining in things that go wrong. Okay. And I think Steel Nation should at least look at it from like, hey man, you know what? Things ain't that bad because Mike Tomlin <laughs> didn't shuffle his quarterback during uh, that Miami game. He just stuck with Kenny, and you know, and even some some of the blogs out there in Steel Nation was asking why didn't he put Mitch Trubisky in? But I know I I know my team. My team is just gonna ride out with Kenny Pickett. The fact that Bill Belichick got flustered and fumbled the ball flustered. on the sideline and went back-to-back quarterback controversy, he created the quarterback controversy. He should have just stuck with his draft and Mac Jones like Mike Tomlin stuck with Kenny Pickett.
1: Okay. All right, Ezra. Love I mean, you- uh, we going we gonna to bury Belichick for his decisions now? It is questionable. He is setting himself up for lots of criticism, but does Belichick care? Does he? I know there are going to be a lot of folks up in New England. There are going to be a lot of folks up in Boston that just go, what are we doing? Are we going with Zappy? Are we going with Jones? Bill Belichick says it was the plan from the beginning to play both of them. Well, well is it because of Max' injury? Did he bench him because of the INT? Bill Belichick says no. Bill Belichick is like, I don't know, the Riddler from Batman. I think it's from, yeah, Riddler's from Batman. He's like the Riddler. You don't know what the hell this man is going to say. You ask him a question, you're not going to get a clear or concise answer. Hey, welcome to New England. Welcome to New England. This is like the second chapter of uh, We Don't Have Tom Brady. You went through Cam Newton, or maybe the third. You went through Cam Newton, disaster. You bring on Mac Jones, rookie year, and now you're bringing out uh, Bailey Zappi, who most of America never heard of about three weeks ago. Bill Belichick trying to figure this out just like everybody else, except, for, except that he has more experience. And good luck. they going to need a whole lot of it. It's, New England ain't doing a damn thing. It's the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I will be back with you tomorrow, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. Thank you to super producer and host Dave Shepard. Thank you to everybody listening all over North America. You missed a minute. The free Odyssey app. Don't move here, though. Live. Why? Amy Lawrence. She's coming up next. Be well, be safe, be smooth.